Dearly beloved, we are gathered today to witness the joining of two Jews. Welcome to The Corner Booth, our weekly podcast where we discuss all things weddings, relationships, and everyday quandaries. We're your hosts, Cynthia and Megan, two wedding professionals that have seen it all and are here to help you through it. So grab your favorite beverage and let's, let's get, get cozy. cozy. I'm a mom. <laughs> See, we always feel so awkward when we start this, but you're like, just start it. I know, but I can always count on you to like start it. There's <laughs> one thing you can count on me for is you can always count on me. Uh, yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. So this week we had my boss, general manager, Jane Schwickert on, and it was so empowering. Holy shit, was it empowering. Yeah. Like, probably the most, like, emotional episode mm-hmm. we've ever had. But also, like, I feel a different way. Yeah, like, empowering where place. you're like, okay, we all feel this way. But everyone, like, just knowing that you can be in different times and points in your life and have these have doubts or whatever it might be and knowing that you can't juggle everything and kind of yeah. like walking through a business being a female yeah. in the you know business and being a mother and just literally everything jane has always been like a chameleon to me mm-hmm. like she's the kind of is that the right term to use i think so we'll see when you say um she's the kind of person like i've always i've heard her name Mm-hmm. Like, and I've met her throughout the years, like just yeah. like here and there in passing kind of thing. I didn't really get to know her though until I like you and I started becoming like really close and mm-hmm. everything. And I've just always like pictured her as like, like this boss ass bitch. Like, well, just, she is. Yeah. No, I'm hundred <laughs> percent. But like <laughs> I second hand you knew. But like hearing in this episode today, like every aspect of her life where she came from all these things what Mm -hmm. she's gone through and just the phenomenal female and woman that she is today Mm -hmm. just made me love and respect her even more than I already did Mm -hmm. and I think it's so great for both you and I just having like that kind of person in our life as like a female role model oh for sure like striving to be her yes I I strive to be her and yeah. I love that she is my mentor and someone that I can always lean on and whenever I have anything I she's the first person that I go to to try and figure out how can I make this happen for the winery for my career like all of that but even like you're in your personal life like I feel like Jane is the kind of person you mm-hmm. can go to if you're just having a bad day and you're like I need a shit talk with somebody for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she's the best person to go to because I want, she'll be honest with you. And she drops the F bomb just <laughs> as much as you and I do. I and it makes me love her even more. I know. But like, she's just kind of like that. I, I, I don't want to refer to her as superwoman, but like, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of how she is. Like you want to talk to her about like birth control. You want to talk to her about like family planning or like, um, just, your business where you want to go personally off during the week like Like, people yeah like honestly just can't stand this person because of this a hundred percent yeah i and i feel like she is that person for me like i know when i'm having a hard time with work and i'm struggling with something even if it is something that she can help or she can't help i just know she's that confidant to go to and i appreciate that 
so much. Yeah. And I feel like being in our position, you and I are very much the kind of people we're by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Granted, like we have coworkers, we have teammates, we have those people to go to. But like having that one person you can go to and talk to about mm-hmm. things, like even a higher up or whatever it might be, it just makes you feel more secure. Oh, for and more sure. More confident. And even though she's my my boss, like when I'm having an issue, she's the first person that I would want to go to and to be able mm-hmm. to talk things through, which is beneficial in many ways because then she's the one that can make those adjustments. But she's honestly just that person that I want to go to to be able to talk through something because I she'll make me feel better about it. Yeah. And also get me through it and be like, we can get through this. We're going to figure it out. And personally, from a work standpoint, no matter what it is. So, yeah. She's great. I love I her know. so much. This Yeah. So this is very empowering uh, episode for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Megan only tried to cry, like, or try not to cry. I, I was like, like, tried to cry. Yeah. No, no. no. Tears were she doesn't have to try. They were a little bit. Yeah. yeah. She tried not to cry a couple times. <laughs> I'm just very emotional. Like, honestly, like getting off birth control was the worst thing ever that could happen to me. I used to never cry. I see. I just don't relate because I just, I'm, no matter what, on birth control or not, I'm just not emotional. Mm. I don't know what that says about me. But tomato, potato, who knows? <laughs> Isn't it tomato, tomato? No, that's exactly why I did that. It's (laughs) funny because they're not the same at all. It wasn't very funny because I didn't understand the the joke. Do you know how I do that so so often and no one understands it? Yeah, I know. Because it's it's not a funny joke. It's tomato, tomato. But you know what's funnier? Tomato, potato. Because they're completely different. No. Nobody gets that. No, it's not funny. It's not funny at all. Oh, whatever. People get it, I think. Or I have to tell them every time. I think I have to tell them every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's why it's not funny. It's because you have to tell them every time. So you think that you're so cool. People like, oh, I'm in on the joke. But you're really not. Well, honey. you know what? You're outside the joke. I can't do it all. <laughs> I can't be fabulous, phenomenal. <laughs> and I can't have a puppy at home and yeah. tell jokes at the same time. Yeah. That's why I'm an auntie to all puppers including your new pupmer the best auntie ever you literally carried him halfway on his walk uh-huh. because we, his little legs could handle it we got to my neighbor's house and he was on the ground this morning he was like please i'm ready to lay down i'm yeah. ready to, i'm ready to nap yeah um so hard launch alert um i got a puppy yeah it was so fucking sudden <laughs> like mm-hmm. we literally like we talked about it last week, though. Did we really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. You I didn't listen to our episode. Well, you were there. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> what we talked about. You talked about how you were in the middle of your stages of oh, uh, like the interviews. I did say yes. that. Yes. So, yes. update. Okay. It yes. worked. You got your dog. Yeah. We got the dog. Um, <laughs> On Saturday while you were working. Yeah. Uh, Mike so, picked him up. Oh, my God. No. Okay. I didn't even tell you all the details. So, bear with me. Um, Adopting a dog is a hard process. I don't. I mean, I recommend it 100% adopt, don't shop. But at the same time, (laughs) it's a lot of fucking work. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so last time we heard, we had met the puppy or we were going to meet the puppy, whatever. Wednesday, we did like a home inspection kind of thing. It was over Zoom. It was whatever. I sat in my sunroom. It was basically a glorified interview. Friday night um, or Friday during the day, they did like reference checks with my people that I referenced, whatever. Mm -hmm. Not Cynthia. Um, yeah, not me. And <laughs> then we did, oh, Friday night at like 10 30 PM. 
Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of fucking wedding. Yeah. Like, granted, it was a chill, easy wedding. It was fine. Um, I signed a contract, paid a thing, or, like, paid the bill for him. Well, my husband paid the bill. <laughs> Money bags there. No, just kidding. Um, And then... I signed him up for puppy classes because we had to show proof of like yeah. dog obedience classes, whatever. And then Saturday, Mike went and picked up our puppy, mm. brought him home. And now he's been just like my little, little bud. And he's like the most chill, lazy dog so anyone could chill. ever ask for. I, he's, in a filling, he's in a fit and great with Maui, your lazy cat. Oh my God. Maui smacked him so fucking hard this afternoon. <laughs> like we're literally, I was sitting on the piano bench opening up my best friend gets married this, or one of my best friends gets married this week because Cynthia is my best friend. Um, so my second best friend gets married this week. Um, okay. And, but anyways, I was opening up like her reception dress came and a couple things um, came that I had ordered for her. And I'm sitting on like by in front of my fireplace and all of a sudden Maui and um, Murphy, that's my puppy's name, mm-hmm. um, came together nose to nose and like they're sniffing each other like everything's going great. Maui, our cat, fucking winds up and oh, Murphy is no. like so in love with this kitty, fucking slaps him and goes bap, bap, bap. <laughs> and Murphy comes, jumps up on my lap. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Oh, and I like screamed at Molly. I'm like, Molly, go the fuck away. Uh-oh. And it was fine. But like now they're buddies again. They've been well, laying together. He's a little snuggle bug, but also like Maui's the head of the house. Yeah. So like you can't you don't wanna show yeah. Murphy love. Oh, and the thing is Maui is so jealous right now. I've been paying well, yeah. you I've can't been just so like be like attention Maui, no. Because yeah. that's he's gonna he's gonna be pissed. And well, cats are evil oh yeah i mean maui's the devil um right. but i love so him so careful. much but like maui like we've been making sure like we've been paying just as much attention to him as we have been the new puppy mm-hmm. but maui whenever our puppy murphy goes into a new room maui goes to that new room maui has to know Check where it he's out. at see what's happening and then at night it out at night, I'm pretty sure Maui's mocking Murphy at night because <laughs> Murphy will lay in his kennel at the edge of our bed and or Murphy. Yeah. Murphy. The dog no. will lay in our kennel at the end of the night. Yep. And Maui. then Maui will lay in bed with us yeah. and Maui will stay awake all fucking night. I swear to God and stare at him <laughs> and be like, yeah, bitch, I'm, I'm sleeping here. in bed I'm on the outside. You're in a fucking cage. Wait. <laughs> Wait, he doesn't even realize how big he's going to get. Oh, my God. I am also, like, so sad about the fact that, like, in probably three months, he's not going to be able to, like, lay in my lap. Like, I was in therapy this morning, and Maui was late. Not Maui. Oh, my God. And names were bad. You shouldn't do it with two M's. No, I know. It was a terrible idea. Megan, Murphy, Mike, Murphy, Maui. I know. That's too much. So many M's. We're a bunch of MFers. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers. Um, but That's Murphy, not- the puppy, was laying in my lap during like my online therapy today. And my therapist was just like, oh my God, he's so chill. And I'm like, yeah, because Cynthia and I took him on an hour long walk today. But it wasn't even that crazy. I know, but and I walked him. He's at least three a fourth of the mile. I know he's or three, held him. He's three months old. New true. He's a true, baby. True, true. true. But anyways, enough about my life. How's your life going? 
Just in general. Not even wedding related. Life. I, I don't really have any updates here. I don't know. Great. Have you been watching The Bachelor? No. Neither have I. I, I only watched the first episode and I didn't even watch the full thing. And then I haven't watched anything since. I haven't either. So, Thank God we stopped doing also, the Bachelor no podcast. One cares. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody <laughs> cares. I'm recaps of it. So. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we didn't need to do it anyways because yeah. also The Bachelor really fucking sucks. Why did we watch from the beginning? Uh, well, I just think they need to revamp some shit. Yeah. But I'm excited to have Jane on this week. I know, I we, know. we've already had her. We, we had her on. We're doing our intro now. But like we were so moved by it. And I'm just so excited to like for everyone to hear her talk about like being a woman in business, the expansion that they've done, being, being a, a mother. Yeah. Like all all of the above. Yeah. So. It's very moving. It's very heartfelt. And we hope you guys enjoy. Yeah. So stay tuned and listen. But yeah, thank you. And here's Jane. <laughs> okay. Your martini. I know, it's because I had a really stressful day. <laughs> well, how? Because the puppy got up at 6.30 this morning. <laughs> and she, I've been awake since 6.30. I don't wake up till 9 usually. <laughs> she just got a new puppy two days ago. Well, I on did. Saturday. Yes. What kind? Um, we think he is a golden doodle. Oh, they're we, precious. I know. He's real cute. He's so cute. I'll show you a picture. Um, we had. But why did you get a puppy? <laughs> why? My husband really wanted one. Why do you have three? Exactly. <laughs> My husband. You wanted it too. <laughs> this is Murphy. Hmm. So cute. They came over this morning. We went for a walk. Yes. Oh. Cold. And we were going to put him in a little bow and... Um, put him by the doorstep and hopefully Nick would see like the ring camera and see a little dog on the doorstep and think that it was ours so I get a dog oh. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't checked it no rude bad no and then Murphy got really tired halfway through the walk so Sin had to carry him halfway oh. home mm-hmm. yeah that's but then he got, got another puppy. burst of energy and made it all the way home yeah. and then shit in the street we were literally <laughs> a block or a, a house away from my house, and he just shit right in the street. Well, when it's they gotta like, go, they gotta go. Right. Well, no, it was perfect because it was right before we went in the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that bridesmaids quote: "You're shitting in the street. Yep. You're really doing it there." <laughs> really doing it. Oh, bridesmaids, the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, favorite scene. <laughs> favorite scene. Yes. Actually, no, my favorite scene is when she shits in the sink. She's like, <laughs> "Look away! Look away!" <laughs> watched that in so long oh i need God. to watch oh it again <laughs> look away look <laughs> away <laughs> how you feeling do you want a mint i bet greta mm-hmm. feels that way a lot <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there's your shout out greta. <laughs> shout out greta she shits her pants every other day oh. <laughs> okay guys well today we have jane schwickert with us she is the operating owner and general manager of Chankaska Creek Ranch Winery and Distillery. So, Good hello. One. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me, you guys. I'm excited to have you. Thanks for joining us in the booth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this, not a booth, but table. The corner booth. Yeah, no, in the corner booth. We'll pretend that Very excited is. because I'm very impressed with you two. Oh, so good. I just want to say that. So she is my my boss, but I feel like we're family at this point. Yeah. But yes. I feel that way, too. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. Okay, so let's start with what we're drinking today. Um, Jane has a particularly I particular. Well, maybe signature. Signature. Yeah. It's a sign. It's my drink. Yeah. So she'll drink a dry white, and oh. then she. But oh, we'll get my to whole, it. my whole. Yeah, the platform. Whole, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yes, and well, then we'll get to where we're drinking now. Okay. Well, it's Chardonnay Reserve, mm-hmm. and then maybe another Chardonnay Reserve, <laughs> or a red. But then, once in a while, not all the time. Yeah. Because it'll put me under the table. <laughs> I have my vodka, dirty martini mm-hmm. with blue cheese stuffed olives and she makes it a certain way it's chilled how do we how do we make yours it's straight up it's just vodka olive juice blue cheese stuffed olives shake it it has to be cold you Mm -hmm. know chandler made it for me one time warm and it was really (laughs) shitty (laughs) shout out chandler Or that one time when Austin made it, he made it with vanilla vodka. Yeah, on accident. And this was Wait, when what? we Oh yeah, this is when we first opened our spirits room. Oh no. And and it was Austin Braun. Austin. <laughs> Definitely probably not Austin, but maybe um, he's engaged. Maybe his gal is. And um he was you know, they were trying so hard, it was training and they were making it for us and he made me I wanted, you know, vodka martini, dirty, blue cheese stuffed olives. So made it for me. And I walked away and I sipped it and I'm like, oh my oh God, that's really bad. And so I went up to Mike Drash, who was our winemaker at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, maybe this is, is this what vermouth tastes like? Because this tastes like really bad. Because you don't usually have vermouth in it. No. And yes. he tasted it and he's like, oh my God, that mm-hmm. is not right. And so what Austin had done is he had used a vanilla vodka <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it was he didn't really live it down though like no he, he didn't live it down yeah. and he was uh, you know obviously humiliated and but he took he was and then a good he made sport a great ever ever since ever then. since yes so Do you guys sure. even have vanilla vodka in the tasting room well we did well, for one drink or something we our spirits but okay. yeah there was a specific drink that did well with vanilla so we ended up and he just that. picked up the wrong thing the bottle. and made it and mm-hmm. it was so we decided tonight was only best to have martinis because we yeah. haven't yet. So, but we each have different martinis. Yes. So, what do you have, Megan? I have a gin perfect martini Yee. with three olives. <laughs> and you like gin martinis? But okay, does Chancaska have a couple different kind of gins, or is it just the one? Yes, we have a gin and we have a barrel gin, mm-hmm. which is okay. very. The barrel gin has won awards. It's one of the mm-hmm. top one hundred spirits in the world, um, and it's very very unique. Because it's it's a gin that's aged in barrels, in a barrel. Normally, you don't find right. And then our regular gin is you know wonderful too. But mm-hmm. yes, so we and have two gin types of gin. Our gin is special as is compared to other gins because we don't have that like pine. I would say it doesn't taste attribute. like you're drinking like pine needles. No, it's very yeah. Mm-hmm. Our people love our gin, so it's it's very good. Yeah, and I'm drinking an espresso martini. So it's made with our espresso cream from North Forest Creams at Chankaska and vodka, our vodka rancho. Yeah. So Which is new. So yes. our North Forest uh, cream espresso is new. And this is really cool because you can make an espresso martini with basically two ingredients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Espresso cream and vodka. And it's crazy that it tastes 
like espresso. Like yeah. I swear to God, if you blindfolded me, I'd have no idea that mm-hmm. it was actually there's actually no caffeine, yeah. extra caffeine in it, which could help me some nights when I drink yeah. five so you're of not them. Shaking at yeah. four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because Correct. we've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. Ha- it happened once, and I haven't had an espresso martini really much since. So this is this is hit the spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's nice too is like you don't have that that water cutting it down with the espresso. Right. Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> so it's, mar- it's martini night. Yeah, there, no. And, uh, so I have just... to say, I don't know that I've ever, ever had a martini on a Monday. Ooh, Monday martinis. True. It's gonna be a new thing. Me neither. I mean, I don't think I really ever have. Well, thank you for doing it for us. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, can I really drink a martini on a Monday? Okay, yeah. I, yeah. I guess can. I can. Yep. We can. I didn't drink a martini at work on Saturday, so I think I'm allowed to tonight. Yeah. Normally well, I have a gin martini at work. So I had one on Saturday. I usually have no, two days off. One on Monday. <laughs> so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> so you have tomorrow off? Yeah. Well, screw you. <laughs> Just kidding. I have to come in for things anyway, but for the most part, yeah. <laughs> but I still don't want to have a, like a hangover or anything. Okay, so we need to get into our topic for the day, and I just kind of wanted to start by giving a little bit more of a intro for you, rather than you having to like talk about yourself. I okay. thought I'd talk about you for you a little oh bit. Oh boy, that that'll be interesting. <laughs> You'll see how I my take is, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll banter back and forth. Okay. So hopefully it's yeah. not it's not just like a yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you started as your career had not always always started. As you know, in the wine industry, mm-hmm. managing and uh, nope, so not at all. Your background is a lot different than it, it, it is now. I I mean I don't I think most people now don't know about me really. Yeah, what you did, but your previous career. you know they, I think they they assume something, but they don't know about my background. So I am an RN mm-hmm. um, and uh, certified in infection control. I started my career in Rochester Mayo as a mm-hmm. surgical, post-surgical nurse, and then um, came back to Mankato because I married Kent, my and husband, and, and yes. Oh. <laughs> no. And um, and then started working here. Yeah. So, so and we're just going to make sure, because we talked about this earlier, you told me how you received the Distinguished Alumni from MSU. Oh. I yeah. Did. You know, yes. Yeah, there's things that, I mean that's something that I'm super proud of but most people don't know about that mm-hmm. know that about me anymore you mm-hmm. know so I worked here came back and worked here um in the OR mm-hmm. and then I became the infection control practitioner so I worked here in the hospital for 10 years um and became an infection control practitioner um went I had a baby in there mm-hmm. and I took a five month maternity leave, which is unheard of. Yeah. So I was very lucky to have five months and this is with my son, Ian. So I took a maternity leave for five months. And during that time I studied for my certification in infection control. So sorry to like sidebar quick. Do you know in Europe you get like the whole first year of your baby's life yeah. maternity leave? Oh, wow. and, and do you know now here, so I was talking about this with someone that, some of the men in our life and in our world get more of a maternity leave than the women do. Mm. And like you're saying, like in the U.S.? Yeah. 
So there was how was I, how? I was talking. Didn't have to go through all that work, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, it is but, beneficial. But they nice. were yes. ha- they they had the jobs that provided paternity leave mm-hmm. for six months, and their wife got six weeks. Right. So mm-hmm. you know there you know that like boils Nasty. boils my blood. But mm-hmm. anyway, I was fortunate enough that I took five months off. It wasn't all paid, mm-hmm. but I took five months off. And you, yeah. And during that time, I studied for my certification in infection control so that I could have that certification and go back, you know, mm-hmm. into my job and be certified and everything. And so w- went back to work after my maternity leave, and I was there, I was back two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was home for the weekend, and I got a call from the intensive care unit from a nurse there and there was some stuff going on and they were you know concerned about it so I came in and we realized we had a meningitis outbreak and so then my life kind of changed mm-hmm. and so that's a whole nother story and everything right, yeah. we could talk yes. just we about could that talk just about that and that occurred in 1995 and I mean there's a whole lot around that but and yeah, so, my Distinguished Alumni Award from Mankato State was because of the work I did in the meningitis outbreak. So yeah, I graduated yeah. from yeah. Nurse, nursing at MSU. No, so. you're not originally from this area, are you? Yes. You are? Okay. Born, born and raised. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my parent, um, yeah, born and raised here, and so was Kent, my husband. My parents were teachers here. Um, my mom taught at... Um, elementary schools. My dad taught at Mankato High. So you Aww. guys are too young to know. But like East or West? Which no, one is that? So it started as Mankato High, uh-huh. and then the school split. So when mm-hmm. I was in um, going into fifth grade, the schools split into Mankato West and Mankato East. Mm-hmm. And so my dad moved us all to the east side because mm-hmm. he was one of the younger teachers at the time, and so he got moved to the new school, Mankato East. Mm-hmm. And so we moved, and it was a very traumatic time in my life. Because you're, like, splitting up, like, with yeah. your friends and everything? Yeah. yeah. And my dad, I mean, my dad coached baseball, mm-hmm. and he coached with Laverne Clark and Laverne's daughter, Sue, was one of my best friends, and we sat in the back seat of the car, and cried at the last baseball game I mean it was very very traumatic I had the same experience when I had to go from so sixth grade you're in the same school with everyone yeah and then you have to like well west side yeah and then when you go to your middle school in seventh grade you get split up into trails yeah and I me and my friend Harley bawled oh yeah when we found out we were on different trails which rightfully so because honestly we weren't friends like we weren't close friends all through seventh eighth ninth and then pretty much our from there yep. on we like rekindled a little bit like in like the later end of high school but we got split up and it really yeah. did like it's traumatic it is it was and i remember ian going through it mm-hmm. you know i mean so i have this kid now and he's like oh, who's gonna be on my trail like yeah. it's so devastating and it like, is yeah coming yeah. from a really small town we didn't have that issue. <laughs> You're all I together. graduated with like seventy people. Yep, we've known all each other since kindergarten. Like, but right. you know that's kind of cool because mm-hmm. it is traumatic to be in this like yeah where you're split up and you're together mm-hmm. sometimes and not together and in the end it all works out mm-hmm. and I think that you all end up 
all you kids all end up being friends anyway and it works out but it's Mm -hmm. it's like a rite of passage it's a traumatic thing that you end up going through but yeah yeah yeah. okay so how the heck do you go from being an RN to owning and operating a winery in Minnesota yeah well um that's being married to someone who drives you nuts every (laughs) single day of your life that's how it goes right (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it is not so I feel a little bit bad about saying this because um don't feel bad because this is basically therapy okay all right we call this wedding therapy okay so I um, did, this was not in my brain at all. This mm-hmm. was not on my bucket list. This was not on my list at all. Um, so this is really all about Kent, my husband. And he is an entrepreneur um, and is always looking for something to do mm-hmm. and very interested in all kinds of things. And we love wine and we love food. And so it, you know, now it kind of makes sense. But he, that was just his path. So he Mm -hmm. was going to start a winery. And I was not happy (laughs) at all. At this time, how old are the kids? So that's, you know, I thought about that today Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, it was, what, 10? So we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary, right? And, yes, my so my kids are 28 and 24. But I had kids, you know, so they were, what, 12 and 16, Mm -hmm. right? Somewhere, do the around, math? There. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Don't anyone do the math here. Yeah. yeah. No, please don't. All right. So you're gonna don't, don't, and I. don't criticize me. <laughs> but anyway, I had, you know, we had a busy life mm-hmm. and, you know, they were very active and stuff. Busy life. I, my, you know, my most important thing I was doing in my life was being a mom and, mm-hmm. and, and doing everything with my kids. And Kent also had a very, um, busy business life. Mm-hmm. He traveled, he was gone all the time, all of it. Mm-hmm. And so for him to come to me and say, I'm going to start a winery in Minnesota, <laughs> can you, ma- I'm not, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. And I was not for it. And I was like, I, this is insane. And we have a busy life and I don't know what you're thinking. And <laughs> and so he said, finally he said, Will you just come to out to the property with me mm-hmm. and look at the property and listen to what I'm thinking? I said, okay, I'll mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. So we did. And I, I remember vividly, and he drove me out there, and he walked around the property and showed me everything. And I... I fell in lo- I fell in love with it. Yeah, saw the vision of what I did. I saw the vision, and I said to him, "I'm like, okay, I get it." But even saying that, I didn't really know exactly what that meant, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, okay, I get your vision, but whatever. How, did you make this happen? how, how the hell do you just start a winery? Right. Like, right. yeah, and that's you know that's what I I can't take any credit for that at all. It was really him, and he researched Mm -hmm. and he I mean he oh my god what he researched and what he learned and everything I would I would never be able to do that and so I really give him credit for that he Mm -hmm. is a visionary he's an entrepreneur he does all but how did you did not expect that when he had this vision of everything 
of how involved you'd be to this day. No, it was not. It was not our plan. No. So I, I mean, if I'm, I have to be completely honest. I mean, we hired all the right people. Mm-hmm. We thought, and um, <laughs> and until now, things just no, changed over time. Yeah, yeah. you know, you didn't so, have me at that time. And so my role, my <laughs> role, child. exactly. We didn't. <laughs> Actually, no, you were like 18. Yeah, well, I was not ready. And finally, we got the right person. Yeah. Well, no, um, Erica, we loved you too. Um, <laughs> she was our first event director. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, no, I let. Um, Sorry. No, no, no. So I was not, I w- the, the plan was not to have me involved at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. But when we started, we hired all the right people. And... Then, you know, as things got closer to the opening and the soft openings and all this stuff, there there was a little angst going on. And, and so Kent asked me to, like, kind of come in and, and help. Mm-hmm. And so I remember going into these meetings and, you know, trying to just kind of bring this, everybody together. And During this time, are you home or are you, were you working, were you a nurse? I, Nope, I'm home. I'm I, I volunteered a lot, so I was <laughs> yeah. very active in mm-hmm. organizations mm-hmm. and volunteering and in the schools and all of that. Mm-hmm. And just but I for was reference, not... this is in two, we opened the doors. You guys opened the doors in 2012. Mm-hmm. Planted vines in 2008, but had yeah. So it was 2012 when you guys opened up, and then had your first event right away in 2012 as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The first wedding happened in events, weddings, but yes, okay. yes, but yes, yeah, for sure. We looked it up earlier. We did Del- 2012, yeah. and um, Vanessa Slingsby was <laughs> she was our neighbor at the time, um, or her parents mm-hmm. were, and you know she had grown up in our neighborhood, and she they had the first wedding at mm-hmm. Chankaska, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was not something that I was planning on doing yeah. at all, and I mean. Unfortunately, we hired a wonderful general manager, mm-hmm. and we quickly found out that she was not able to handle it. And so we opened in May of 2012, and in July, I came in just to kind of redirect. Whoops. It's empty. Whoops. Good thing it was empty. Plastic cup on their cup, yeah. on their desk. I came in to sort of redirect the ship. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm still here, so. And that's ten years later. Yeah, you just n- never left. Nope. It's crazy. Nope. And and how your background was never in this, and then no. you just took it for what it was worth and just yep. ran with it. I I I did, but I. So I remember vividly. So I'm thinking a lot about you know just you guys and women power and women business owners and all of that, I was not confident to do this at all. Neither are we. Okay. Well, <laughs> Just pretend like we are. Yeah. We make um, it look like, and then we cry in the cooler. Right. No, she right. Is. And cry. I, you know, I've cried a lot of tears and I've been questioned and I, um, but somehow you just kind of keep going and you realize that you can do it. But mm-hmm. I, I remember an event it was an er- early on event and I had just sort of become general manager or whatever. <laughs> and I remember um, it was out on the patio and I remember and he, he was a prominent businessman 
And so he, you know, came up to me and he's like, so you're going to run this place? And I said, yeah, I am. And he's like, well, do you have any experience in business? Mm -hmm. And I was so taken, you know, there's so many things I would have liked to have said, but I didn't. I was Mm -hmm. so taken back and it kind of knocked me down a few notches and you know I mean I don't know I think everyone struggles with self-esteem and what you can do and whatever but it's like that imposter syndrome yeah you're doing it and yeah we we have it with this too where it's like can I do it why do I think I can do it and then someone's saying that to you and you're like well yeah why why am I having this confidence to think I can do this? Right. And so he really mm-hmm. knocked me down. I'm a little asshole. Who yep. is it? You tell me. No, this. well, he's deceased now, oh, so I can't okay. really talk bad of him. But okay. um but it R. really R. but I remember it vividly and it took me it took me back. And but then, I don't know if it was a couple weeks later, um my director of nursing, who mm-hmm. was my boss for years at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Her name is Annette Macbeth. And um, she and her partner, Sue Frost, they are Wine Circle members. They've Ooh, been Wine Circle members yeah. for from really, beginning? from oh, very close. early on. Yeah. Shout out. Um, but I remember her coming in, and she was at the tasting bar. And, you know, we were just chatting. Mm-hmm. And I told her about my encounter, reservations and my encounter mm-hmm. and how I didn't feel like I could do this job. And. And she looked at me and she said, Jane, you have all the qualities to do this job. Mm-hmm. You know people, you know processes, you know quality assurance. And she named off all these things. She said, you're just in a different venue from what you've been before, mm-hmm. but you have all the qualities to do this job. Oh, I'm going to give her a hug next time I see her. Right. Point yeah. her out. I mean, and so that, I mean, honestly... That did a lot for me mm-hmm. because I was feeling very, um, you know, like, like uninsured and like, yeah, or unassured, unaware. No, no, no. What's the word? I'm because for? I never like, felt the confidence. Yeah. I, I never. So Kent has always been in business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I've always been in saving people's lives. Healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no big. Nothing. <laughs> no, no big not deal. Not nothing. Like <laughs> nurses run this world. But I always felt like I, you know, there was nothing I knew about business. I I felt like, you know, we talked in different languages most of our married life and I couldn't <laughs> I, like I couldn't do that. Right. And so you, you when someone to. and so when someone kind of else told me like, "Well, how are you going to do this?" I that just knocked me down and it took someone to make me realize that you know you can do different things in your life Mm -hmm. and you can take experiences from your previous career and do okay and it kind of shows that like there's fluidity no matter what like even if they might be a completely different process or just a completely different area that you can use anything that your experience is no matter what into your into the new thing you're doing personal and professional no matter what you can always use your experiences well I feel like as like a nurse in like your past life you cared so much about your people and you cared so much about your patients and like that is the one thing that ties so much into this career now is because you care so much about your clients here and the people that come and support yes. your business mm-hmm. like yes this 
I mean, obviously this winery would be amazing without its clients as well, but. Well, it isn't though. We, 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 we rely on them and we want them here and we, you know, so that's been a really cool thing is that, um, I love that I can work with people, not only just our clients, but also, you know, our staff and, you know, it, it's just, it's about being real and about, Honestly, you know. I think I saw this in a past episode before, but I had in high school, our it was like our health, um, she was focused on health like as a teacher, and um, her and I got close, or I mean, we I just felt comfortable with her, and she was talking about like my future or something and she was like you know what you're either going to be in healthcare or hospitality because they they do very much are very much the same like it's about people and I was like honestly I've carried that my whole life like ever since she said that and carrying it with me I think that's very true Mm -hmm. and you know it is about making people comfortable and happy and content and I do have to say that it was easier um, in healthcare to make people happy and content than it is in hospitality, but that's another story. (laughs) God, sometimes I'm like, shit. (laughs) What did I do? Um, yeah, it's hard to grit your teeth sometimes to be like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, whatever you say. Uh Um, I kind of want to pull it back. Where can I, I'm okay if I jump a little bit out of order. Yeah, of course. Okay, so we had kind of talked about like how like the people being involved or like the people that are coming and buying the wine and everything like are a huge part of this. Like it's because of those people you guys have been able to expand so much. Mm-hmm. Like talk a little bit about like that expansion because obviously you have the most, you have a beautiful new event space mm-hmm. and can yeah. do double the amount of weddings now and you have the tasting room and just mm-hmm. this whole big brand now. I mean, you're so, at the wild games, for Christ's sake. I know. Mm-hmm. So um, I do have to, like, say that. So I'm not so much. Um, so that's why Kent is the entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> and he is all about growth. Yes. Right? We got to grow. We got to grow. We got to do this. We got to do this. Which is why you're a good team. Right. And I'm more like, mm-hmm. okay, let's draw it in. Right? Because um, men need want- people in their life to pull them back a little bit. Yeah. And you're perfecting people- what's already yes. there. Yeah. Like, he, he like, all of a sudden is like, we got everything. And I'm like, well, what the hell? You're now like, well, I now gotta- we have these, but what are we going to do with them? <laughs> now I got to deal with yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, I mean, but when it happens, I'm like, okay, we can do this. We can make it happen. It's good. But in the beginning, it's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we opened in 2012. 2019, we were building a spirits room and a huge event center. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. You know, that's a young that's a young business, like Keeps not waiting around to make a lot of money. We're just like, oh, we're going to grow. Mm-hmm. And I was going to look this up, and I didn't. But there's, there is a statistic on saying that, like, businesses – will fail if you expand too quickly and uh, you guys are yeah yes a young bit we're a young business you guys are but I mean you waited 10 years so you saw the potential and then expanded from there so it made sense to like when you guys decided to um you saw the growth and knew what you needed I mean you have you have to kind of trust someone meaning my husband 
um, who is part of a family business that has been around for more than 100 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you have to, there's a lot of times I've questioned him and questioned what we're doing, but in the same sense, Mm -hmm. you can't deny the success that he and his family have had in business for over 100 years. Right. So now, granted, this is not a business he's been in, and I remind him of that every day <laughs> because he has not worked in the winery for the last 10 years every right. day. Which is why he, yeah. he comes in and sees snippets. <laughs> so I'm like, can you please trust that after 10 years, I know a little bit about hospitality? Which is honestly such a good like void or uh, <laughs> step, like, block because yeah. you have him coming in and saying yeah. yes and you're like yes but then you're there saying you're you're on both sides you're yeah. backing all of us as the operation and saying yeah. like i see what you're doing you guys, like we are all on the same team i you guys are trying what to do everything that we all want and then also being like but we can also do this so like you got you're yeah fueling us but then also telling him to relax a little bit it's a it's a tight rope <laughs> yeah it's a tight rope you're a good like, balance though. like when he cut co- when he comes home and he's like so jane um do does the staff clean when they come in after saturday nights and i'm like yeah yes kent they do <laughs> Here's their checklist. Like, this is all we need. We're done with this conversation. Yes, moving on. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. But, yeah, we... There's my boss. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. But do you live with your boss? Not anymore. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. Wrong question. No. Not in the way you think. It's okay. Not in the way you think. I lived in their basement um, when I was homeless. I'm like, oh, my God. I shouldn't have said that. She lived with Dan and his wife. Okay. And their kids. <laughs> Whoa, there's I was I their nanny. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. I'm like, oh shit, there's something <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm not no, that no. weird, Jane. <laughs> A little weird. <laughs> Um, okay. No, oh. I, I, I nannied for Dan and Emily um, when we started the Capitol Room because I had a really bad living situation um, and could not live in the house that I was living at just because it was just gross. Um, and so I called Dan crying one day and he goes, pack your bags. You're moving in. Aww. And mm-hmm. so him and Emily took me in with like open arms and I got to live in their house for free. All I had to do was watch the kids for them. Wow. And they're the most precious human beings on the face of the planet. So they're easy kids to watch. Yeah. So and that's she was cool. working with him. And she I was, was a working with yeah. her before, and he had his own company. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. Yeah. So um, you weren't my situation where <laughs> I actually am married to the guy, no. and he's my boss, and I live with him. <laughs> You're no. like, this it's is a triple a trifecta. trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just have Dan. He comes in like once or twice a week, and, um, just micromanages everything, which rightfully so, because he's usually right. It's a lot like Kent where he walks in and says, this, what's happening here? What's happening here? That's why sometimes when we're all sitting around and having a glass of wine at the end of the day and Kent comes in and I'm like, okay, you guys shut up. (laughs) We're not talking about these (laughs) Do not talk about anything because I don't want to deal with it. (laughs) Dan's usually like, I saw this spider web here last week. This needs to be gone. (laughs) Um, So I kind of want to ask, now, did you guys – are there any regrets for, like, not building, like, the event center sooner? 
Or are you glad that you waited this long to do it? Mm, Not that it was like a long time. I mean, that's a good quick. That's a good question because, you know, we built it in 2019 and obviously COVID and all of that. Mm -hmm. So we don't talk about the C word. I know. I hate (laughs) that C word. Um, So it might have been. I mean, honestly, probably hindsight, we should have built it. Um, But we earlier or what do you mean earlier yeah okay mm-hmm. you know when we built the winery we should have built that too mm-hmm. oh okay but we you know we events was always a part of our business plan mm-hmm. but I think you have someone like Kent who knows nothing about events <laughs> um and I was not as involved and I'm not this is not a diss on him or anything I mean we had consultants and all of that but we had no idea, really, at that point. Not as much background in the event and wedding industry no. in order to know no. what goes into it or what to do. No. You just knew that you were focusing on the winery, yep. the distribution, all of that, and knew like yep. we definitely want an event space to hold in there, and that right. maybe there was less background in that specific area yes. when starting it up. And uh, Yeah, and honestly, I mean, all the research that Kent had done – was all around being a winery and a Minnesota winery and all of that. Mm -hmm. And not to say that it was a... um, uh, It was not a second thought. It wasn't a second thought. It was just like, you know, I don't think that we had the expertise of being an event venue um, at that time. And so we Mm -hmm. were kind of shooting from the hip yeah, right yeah which i think is very good to be like transparent about because we minnesota okay so wineries are definitely known more in california or you know the west coast yep. Warmer but plains. yeah but there's a there's a there's a lot of minnesota wineries and any minnesota winery also has events but they're no matter where you are in minnesota wineries their their first you know yep. the first mode of business mm-hmm. the business plan is wine is the you know tasting yep. room the winery the distribution the wine sales um so i don't but think i think we've progressed yes, from that definitely definitely, definitely. and but that has taken mm-hmm. a while mm-hmm. um and i feel so happy and so confident with where we are now mm-hmm. with events and we have this incredible event team and it's just like wow yeah just kidding toot, toot. <laughs> that's to you cynthia um and you know that's huge yeah yeah so the one thing like it's just i've seen companies expand too soon and like Mm -hmm. burn out so that's why i was like curious to know like i'm like oh did you guys think of it like earlier on like maybe this could be a thing or not but well i would i mean if you asked kent and i separately (laughs) i would say we grew too fast but Mm -hmm. he would say we didn't Mm -hmm. so i think it's a um but I, like I said, I just have to put my trust in him because he has been in business all of his life mm-hmm. and has been very, very successful. So I mm-hmm. trust that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm more of a, I'm more of a processor, mm-hmm. and I think a little bit longer than Kent, and I process, and I'm. M- much more cautious mm-hmm. and that's just the difference in us yeah so do you I'm, oh good i was gonna say i'm 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 a jump and then sink or swim kind of person like 
<laughs> I like to take my chances. Oh, no. Um, yeah, not me. Not me either. No. <laughs> I like, but if I, I fail, I fail. If I don't, I don't. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, but I admire that. Yeah. I usually don't have too much money in it, though. And so like, you're in, in the position that you're in, that's good. Yeah. Because you're making, you're taking the risk, seeing what works, and Until making it Until I lose a lot of money, and then I get yelled at by either my husband or my boss. Right, right, the right. Two. Uh, (laughs) but so when you obviously you said that you had the forefront of events always but did you expect the events to get as large as they did no the department to grow as it did no I mean I really I mean when I came into this position which was really like uh, you know on the fly Mm -hmm. um I didn't really think I, I didn't really have a vision or think so much about events. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> okay. um, but I, I just didn't. I was so concentrated on making the winery work and trying to figure all that out mm-hmm. that w- events was sort of in the. It's a bonus. It is a bonus, but At, it was in the beginning. Um, I'm like when you're starting off, you're trying to make sure the tasting room and the wine sales, yeah. everything is happening yeah. the way it's supposed to. And having an event is is awesome, but not going to sink or swim right. the business at the moment. Right. But you also had a team behind you that was helping with the events. Well, kind yes. I mean, not as much as we do now. Okay. So I think when I first started, we had um, Erica, who was our first event coordinator, and she basically handled all of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of like, I mean, Cynthia does now, but that team has grown mm-hmm. And just the the efficiency, the um, just the the whole parameter of it has evolved and become much bigger, and not something that I mean, I have to say, not something that I imagined. Mm-hmm. But when well, I got to know Cynthia, I mean, so Erica was our first event coordinator. I love her like my daughter. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I love her like my daughter. And, um, you know, we've had some event people in the meantime. And then uh, and then we had Cynthia. And same thing. I love her like my daughter. And but where Cynthia is at is we've grown as an event institution that has been so fun to watch. And we have an event team and we. Oops, oh my goodness, oh, oh. girlfriend. <laughs> oh, let's click some glasses. No, let's, um, let's not spill on the equipment, please. This happens we, every we're time we're to, in we're this. We're trying to resell it. <laughs> but we have an event team, and um, I think Cynthia and Chris, our event coordinator, make an incredible team. Um, and we have event staff. I mean, it's really, really fun to watch, mm-hmm. and I'm very... Um, energized by their energy and and by what Cynthia wants to happen and her ideas and all of it. So mm-hmm. don't listen to all her ideas. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but I also so I, no. So I have to say a thing about the two of you. Oh, you wanting to hire me too? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I I can't do that because that would make Dan mad. Um, but <laughs> he'll no, understand. But. You know, it's pretty cool that the two of you are friends mm-hmm. and that we're also, I mean, considered the first episode, it's competitors. quote unquote competitors. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. everything. But I've just really been impressed by the two of you and how you're, I mean, you, you know, you're free to share with me stuff that 
you guys are doing and you don't even think about it, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's refreshing to me and that's why we're in the business, right? Right. It's like, and I think that's one thing that we really wanted from this podcast is to show that there doesn't have to be negative competition in the area. And it's, we're two completely different event spaces. Mm -hmm. Yep. You have that very like ranch winery style. I have very like industrial chandeliers everywhere. Like my space is not everybody's style. Yeah. Your space is not everybody's style. But you style. have both like, played off each other. So, yeah. you know. Well, we share so many people. Right. Cynthia mm-hmm. will say to me, well, yeah, there's the wedding there, but the groom didn't are here. And, the, and I'm like, oh, my That's, God, I yeah. love that, you know. Mm-hmm. And the same is, I mean, shout out a bit to Carlos Creek. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Cynthia, you've made friends with Casey. Casey. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were at an award ceremony with them. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's better to be all we're together all and all on the same yeah. team mm-hmm. with a little bit of rivalry. <laughs> It'll always you know. be there a little bit, maybe. There's but... only a couple <laughs> wedding venues that I'm rivals with. Yours is not one. <laughs> because we're friends. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it, and I sell your wine, too. So. <laughs> I know. So thank you. No, yeah, but it, it, I but mean, I'm nice. very... I'm, you know, I'm very proud about that. Yeah. So I think that, and I, I commend the two of you for doing this because it's, it's it breaks cool. that stigmatism. It's very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Like I, that makes me really happy. Yeah. So it makes us happy too. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there is a negativity can follow you when you're not expecting it or when you don't want it. And so if you can help it and not have it, it's just better that way. Right. So, I mean, we can each succeed together and separately. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, I love it when Cynthia says, oh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to talk to Megan because she has this shit. And maybe she'll let me use it for a little bit. And, you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. but, you know, that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, so you have to pick up my up lights next week. Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. I do. Thank you. I don't know where they're at right now, but <laughs> I'll find them for you. <laughs> but like, that's just it. Like we, Cynthia um chris and i have talked a couple times like it would be fun to like have like a big storage locker like the ones like right next to both our buildings yeah. here mm-hmm. and just have a shit ton of like decor and like up lights and arbors and stuff like that, right. that mm-hmm. like we could all like collectively share because right why we not always like, need because it. why yeah. not and exactly. why should one person or both of us spend how much money it costs to have these things when we mm-hmm. could just share it right like, mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. I love that concept. I don't know where we were before we ta- got I on don't, tangents. We, we got off on a lot <laughs> of tangents. I like that we always make kind of like a script, but we never go off I know. Of it. I know. On this and one, now for you're some totally reason, lost. I know. And this one's a little bit different where I've, I don't know why I'm more scripted. And I don't know if it's because I want to make sure to hit certain things with you. But I'm but trying to say more on it. never scripted. I know. I know. <laughs> but also, we. But who knows what we'd say if we were oh, not scripted at all. I know. That would be, bad. I know. That'd be might be bad. But like, there's so many. In, there's so many interviews there's so many podcasts yeah. that are so interview focused and it feels like you're that. sitting down in an interview and we like to like feel like you're sitting in the booth with your girlfriends yep drinking. that's how i feel mm-hmm. that's how i feel yeah so good. thank you good. that's you how you should feel yeah and also just want to feel like another wednesday evening having a drink with you hanging out talking because yeah i mean we're good at that so. you know because i drink every night <laughs> So just come be with me every night and, and be like this. Come to the Chancasco Winery and join us. <laughs> um, I think we should like just 
like start because I really want to touch on like this stuff. We've talked about it a lot, so it's like kind of yeah. Um. Okay. So you just naturally we've talked a lot about how you've started the business and there's been a lot of talk with you know starting it with Kent and everything so how do you think that because you are a woman in this industry it has had an impact on how you've managed and like I think this cord's in the way how you've managed and had like any decision making like because we really want to touch on like that female empowerment like and even the aspect of, you know, you're a female who has, you're, you're managing your own, you own, like you're doing it all. You've done it for the past decade, but also, you know, you're doing it with your husband and kind of, we've kind of already hit on a little bit of that, but yeah. Um, so I probably have a lot to say about this, but, um, <laughs> you know, I think yeah. that, um, first and foremost, I've had a lot of powerful women role models in my life. Um, and for and for different reasons, mm-hmm. um, you know, my mom, um, who you know is close to my heart right now, because mm-hmm. uh, my mom and dad have had a lot of uh, illness issues right now. But you know, the strong woman who was the, uh, the ultimate mother. Yeah. She worked as a teacher. Um, took care of my took care of my dad all his life and now you know into his later years and but I also had friends you know Sarah Pearson Sarah Richards Anna Frantz um my daughter Greta um just strong women who were just either really passionate about being a mom or passionate about being a businesswoman, or both, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I felt like I was always around really strong women. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, I don't think it makes it easier. I think as a woman that you always have doubts, and mm-hmm. you're always trying to balance, and you're trying to raise kids, and do a profession and be a wife and all these things and it's not that's easy. a lot to balance especially in the time frame that you um obviously you're building a career in nursing and balancing all of this and then you switch and you know you're still balancing all of these things but then you're switching your career too so it's a lot no matter what yeah. you're doing it i mean it is and you know, it, it it doesn't all go. Nothing goes as planned. You know, and it's not hunky dory. <laughs> no, and it's not all hunky dory. I mean, I remember sitting at the kitchen table, um, and this was when we, you know, had the winery going and everything, and I was gone a lot, and mm-hmm. Ian had gone away to college, and it was just Greta, and we had this like come to Jesus crying moment at our dinner table. And I remember sitting there crying, saying, I knew this was going to happen. I'm going to quit. I can't work anymore. This is bad. You know, because mm-hmm. my, you know, my daughter was sad and she and was. You come first. And you're just, yeah. you want to balance it all. You want to make yeah. everyone happy. Yeah. And today, so today <laughs> she was, Greta was talking to Cynthia and I. And, but Greta remembered that mm-hmm. when I started this job, I got. A sofa. It was like a little, what do you call it? Like a, a futon. Or, oh, like yeah, a futon yeah, sofa. Yeah, yeah. 
and I put it in my office so that she could just come and be with me. And she said today, she's like, well, yeah, I was here like every Friday night. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're like, I can't believe you remembered that. And she's I like, didn't well, no you know shit. <laughs> but I was trying to make sure that. You're balancing. I was, I was trying to balance, you mm-hmm. know, but it, it mm-hmm. never, it never feels like you're balancing, right? Mm-hmm. It never feels like it. You always feel like you're choosing between one or the other. And I remember my one of my very dear friends, her name is Sherry McDowell. And I remember sitting on a bed with her one time. We were just sitting chatting and we were both cross-legged <laughs> on the bed. And, and I ever choose a night. You know, and I was crying and, you know, lamenting about everything. And she said, you know what? You can't be perfect at everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll be the perfect wife. Mm-hmm. But then your kids will, your kids and your job will take second seat, right? And then sometimes you're going to be the, like the best employee or the best manager or the best thing, but then your kids and your husband are going to suffer. If anyone tells you that you can be perfect at everything all the time is fucking bullshit. They're lying. They are There's lying. There's no way. Because you can be good at something at a certain time, but other things mm-hmm. are going to fail. Mm-hmm. And when she told me that, it was very significant in my life because I have always remembered that. Because you can't. Mm-hmm. You cannot be, and you'll have celebrities and all these fucking people tell you mm-hmm. that you, you can have it all and you can do it all. You cannot. They're not doing it all. They're they have you, they have a abs- nanny to take care of their kids you when they can't. Absolutely versus- can yeah. not. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even when you have a nanny, you can't. You know, I had a nanny for a right. while, but you still cannot be everything. You cannot. Yeah. But then you like yeah, and then you are there for you take a leave from your job and you hang out mm-hmm. with your children, and then yep. then you know someone else is either in your place for at work or you know you're waiting to get back. So yep. you, you have to pick so when you're going to be doing each of them. So I think sometimes I think, and I don't mean to discount all the wonderful men out there. It's not I'm not about like because I have a wonderful husband and I have wonderful men in my life. Um, but I think being a woman is really hard. Mm-hmm. And I think we're built a certain way. And I think we want to do everything mm-hmm. and be everything. And it's it's not easy. And it never will be easy. And even now, so I've had a really tough month with my mom and dad. I have aging parents. And now I'm taking care of my parents. And it's, it's just a, it's a circle of, it's a circle of life, but Mm -hmm. being a woman is not, it's a great job, but it's not an easy job. Yeah. I'm like going to start bawling right now. I'm like listening to you talk and I'm like, I am like, holy fuck, Jane. (laughs) Oh my God. Like. I'm glad this is all, all on a recording because this is so motivational and I needed this speech, mm-hmm. not speech, but I needed these words in September. <laughs> we like, had you on a month before. Yeah. Holy crap. Everything you just said is just so emotionally moving 
and just so true and I'm like sitting I'm like I'm, I'm hot I'm sweating I'm like I started like tearing up and I'm like I don't know oh, drink some more wine yeah I, no no like, that, makes, that makes it worse <laughs> I ever since I got off birth control I am an emotional wreck 99% of the time I cry yeah. so much oh let's and talk hormones that's crap. a whole nother conversation <laughs> like that but I, everything was so beautifully said though like yeah. And I will say that it's nice to see your perspective on things because of starting from, you know, when you're raising children to then, dare I say, empty nester, like, you know, focusing on that and looking at us where we maybe haven't gotten to those roles yet. And so I know there's a lot of people and people who are listening who are in different, different areas of their life in those same spectrums, like we still have to look forward to that and know that like we're focusing on our career like obviously that's kind of our forefront right now and we have that to look forward to but knowing that we we're not going to be able to do it all I mean I need to focus on my marriage and my fur children but (laughs) also my career so I'm kind of in the same boat but also I don't still bouncing no matter what it is even the kids are involved so that's I mean that's what I'm trying to say is that because I look at you guys and you're you're young and you have so much ahead of you but you're also balancing you're mm-hmm. doing this really cool fucking thing but all you have these big careers and you decided oh i'm gonna start a podcast like what the fuck <laughs> we're not sane <laughs> we're not we're not busy or anything no <laughs> but that's so cool so yeah kudos to you guys like you know you mm-hmm. have oh my goodness I'm so excited about that we also just want an excuse to hang out and have a reason to hang out well okay I just want people we just want people to listen to us just yeah. say whatever we want <laughs> people, people ask me all the time they're like well what is your podcast about I'm like I don't know Cynthia and I get drunk once a week and we talk shit talk about, about anything <laughs> like, that's what we do <laughs> we'll tell you what we think we'll yeah. give you some advice it's literally <laughs> that's, all, that's all people want right yeah. so no, like, you're good <laughs> listen to us if you want to laugh like that's exactly. about it we're trying to be stand-up comedians exactly. right i mean the amount of times i've been in a girl talk and i'm like if there's a fly on the wall just recording us this would be great so now right. we're just so doing now it. now you are. Yeah. yeah. There's been a fly on the wall for 20 episodes. There we go. 21 now. <laughs> 21. <laughs> Plus our bachelor ones. But we don't, oh, count, we don't count those. We don't count those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's skip that one, I think, because that was covered a lot. In that other no, no, it hasn't been. No? Oh, well, no. What are you going to ask me? I want to know. No, I think that everyone should know how long has it been since you, or how long have you been married? Uh, um. Well, it'll be 34 years in February. Ooh. Congratulations. Right. Mm -hmm. And you got married in February. February 4th, 1989. I got married February 22nd, 2020. But February, why? Off season. Um, off season. <laughs> oh, yeah. We weren't even thinking that, so I will not do that. In, just let you know. <laughs> we got married in February because Kent was you know he's in the roofing business and so in february there's not much going on in roofing yeah. so that's why we got married still off season and, same reason and he said it would be a cold day in hell before he ever got married ah! <laughs> so february 4th 1989 was 70 below wind chill oh holy shit. Oh, shit i had a cold day in, in hell, hell. <laughs> oh my God. minnesota hell i hope you didn't go outside yeah we did it was bad Ugh. our Ooh. day was beautiful it was 30 degrees Ugh. Um, we had a I fresh still hate snowfall it. a couple days before beautiful it was perfect wow. i will not get married in the winter just 
putting that out there. Hell no. All I'm saying is you better get married at Chancasco. Yeah, I'm just letting you know it's not going to be full off season. Groom's dinner at Capital Room and wedding at our place. Would that work? Oh, sure. I was planning groom supper here, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) As the honorary not booked wedding planner. Um, (laughs) No, I have plans. I have have ideas. Okay, talk to me later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just okay. saying that, unfortunately, I Nick, might pick Nick, are you date. listening? <laughs> <laughs> no, neither of our husbands listen. Yeah, I could say, I'm safe to say anything I want because I know he's not listening. <laughs> well, that's a his shame, friends are, So his friends are going to listen and then tell him about it, but whatever. <laughs> also, if Nate is listening, um, Cynthia needs a puppy. Oh. Um, just surprise her with one. Yeah. Millie needs a cousin. Yes. His dog. Who's Millie? His dog. Nick's dog? No, Nate. one of his friends. You do not <laughs> need. You do not need a puppy right now. Because if I have a puppy, it's coming here. Well, that's fine. I guess. <laughs> You'll have no idea. I literally bought a squirrel here, and you had no idea. <laughs> okay, that's the general manager really knows what's going on. Not okay, but <laughs> to give her in her defense, my office Whose is defense? yours. Oh, in your defense, I my office is in literally a different building. Like there's the winery, there's okay, an I event know, center, and my office. Need eyes behind my. But head. I I did tell you about the squirrel, so I mean you knew, but I, I did don't do think it. She did know. No, she just forgot. You knew. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you knew. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I showed you the photos. Oh I kept it in a box. It was fine. Oh. <laughs> oh I rescued, God. just for all the listeners listening, I rescued a squirrel because Nick killed his parent, his mom, and I felt obligated to take care of it. And I fed it through a syringe and brought it to <laughs> on the boat. Oh, yeah, I brought I it to work. I brought it everywhere. And then, you know what? It was only maybe a week. And then I brought it to a rehabilitator. And a she, rehabilit- yeah. squirrel rehabilitator? Yep, she did raccoons and squirrels. And I sent him, his name was Frank, send Frankie on his way. And Are you going to edit her. this out? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> she does all the editing. I don't do any of that. I do social media. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually talked to her like a year later or maybe i don't even know how long it was yeah it was a year later and she tried to get my squirrel to uh, an- another mom who was looking for their babies to like take it in didn't work so she kept him and then sent him to like an actual rehabilitation center that's like kind of wild but kind of not so he's living his best life shout out frankie oh my save that god squirrel's life after nick killed its mother and siblings Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You? I'm never letting my dog back to your house. If why? No. If no, it's fine. The squirrels were were eating our stuff on our patio. I get why he did it. But if he would just get me a dog, I'd do less of this shit. Nick, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> it's been two years, okay? No, a year and a half since I've done that. But eventually, I will. I will. Well, as soon as we move out to like to the farm. I will bring a home dog home without even any question, without even asking him. So I'm, I'm being patient. I've gotten really okay, good at the interview process of um, adopting dogs. So mm, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You might just have one on your doorstep. Mm-hmm. I've gotten really good at lying, too. <laughs> she had to lie completely to get it. Yeah, hopefully. This might be too soon to say that. That's fine. I already signed a contract and paid for the dog. So okay, they, okay, okay. they will have to see me in small claims court to get the dog back. <laughs> he loves me. <laughs> He's my baby. <laughs> okay. So we have to ask you, 
Oh. What would be no? It's not. It's okay. Okay. Um. What advice do you have to anyone wanting to start a winery and or expand oh. their business? I think expanding their business is a good. I I like expanding your business versus like starting your business because when you started this company, it was a completely different world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that. I mean, I would about? say that that's a little bit more difficult for me to answer just because that's beyond my expertise. But here's what I know about either starting a business, expanding a business, um, whatever, is you surround yourself with smart people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you um, you look to those because, you know, when, when Kent started this or when I started in this, we didn't know anything. We didn't know anything about the wine business. We didn't know anything about the event business. But you surround yourself with people who do. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's the biggest thing. I, think I mean, that's the beauty of just like anything in general is right. that you can, if you, and that I think that goes back to almost like the competition of like us being able to work together, and that, that mm-hmm. is that you yep. surround your people with the right people, and you yep. listen and are open minded. Yep. You can accomplish anything yep. with each other. I mean, I I really do believe that. I mean, when I started in this, mm-hmm. if I would have thought that. I could do this whole thing on my own. No way. I mean, I was relying on a competent winemaker. I was relying on a competent event director. I was relying on a competent tasting room. I mean, you surround yourself with people mm-hmm. who know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you you also, you know, you can't be ignorant. So you have to try to kind of learn the business until mm-hmm. when you're dangerous, right? Like... You know, the other day I got called up because we were, got super busy and all of a sudden we didn't have enough staff. And I'm like, oh, I have to work behind the bar. Like, <laughs> what am I going to do? What's our ounce pour again? <laughs> and um, so I tried to, you know, do my thing. But, it, you know, I think you just have to you have to rely on the people that know the business mm-hmm. and that are smart about it and surround yourself with that. But the bones come back to like you, too, where you can do that where you are the people like us our us management team can come to you no matter what and you'll help us figure out what to do and then you'll also hop behind the bar even if you're not that confident and you'd be like i will be there i will do it here i am <laughs> well, I, I hope that's what i am because that's what i want to be i don't yeah. want to be someone that is you know if if i'm needed i want to be there and i want to be hands-on and i want to help my team and I'm very, um, I love my team, mm-hmm. and so I don't ever want to disappoint them. And I think so. it comes back to relationships, too, where I think, like, if I wasn't as close to you or, like, loved you as much as I do, it, w- it would be different to be here, you know. I think that that helps, too, having that relationship and, and feeling so close to you and you being so open to us to make it make it good i was just gonna say that like same exact thing but like different wording like it's nice like as an outsider like hearing from cynthia like when she's had a really bad day she'll text me and then she'll be like i already talked to jane like everything's Mm -hmm. good like i'm calm now and i'm like okay like it feels like as like cynthia's friend it makes me feel good that she has somebody that she can go to that she feels so like Mm -hmm. trusted and confident in that like 
Yes. It, and it's not like going to like a normal boss and like. Right. And, it, and that's why I, I don't want to do this job if I can't be that way. Yeah. Yes. Like if I can't um, express that and be that way, then I don't want to do this job. Yeah. You don't so. have to be everybody's friend, but it's nice to be that person there that like they can sit and talk to you about things yep. and not mm-hmm. feel like they have to walk on eggshells or they have to like right. put a smile on their face because you've to, been to impress you too. for anything like no, no yeah. one i don't think everyone's ever felt like they have to sit there and impress you mm-hmm. and i think that's I good do right now <laughs> <You're>, well <laughs> i mean maybe you, a job someday <laughs> you impressed me a long time ago honey okay. so you're good <laughs> but i do i do enjoy that like even though you're my like you're my you're my boss but i like that you're the person that i feel like i, I should i want to go to and yeah. not that i feel like i need to you're the one i want to go to to talk through things yeah. through even well, if you were my boss that's what i appreciate about you Mm-hmm. because you don't need to go with me mm-hmm. go to me with everything and you make decisions and you do your thing and it's very impressive but when you need to talk to me you come to me mm-hmm. and that's pretty cool yeah like that that's the ultimate of a working relationship right like i've i've given you hopefully mm-hmm. i've given you the um like you're in charge the mm-hmm. confidence that yeah, yeah no i this feel is, that this is your baby mm-hmm. this is what you do but i know I'm i have to remind myself sometimes to be like this isn't my company <laughs> like this is my department but it's not oh, my company wait. but <laughs> because you've given me that confidence yeah and given but me that ownership if you need to talk to me i'm here mm-hmm. no. and that's that's the ultimate goal of me is I, and so i'm gonna give one more shout out to my husband mm-hmm because, you know, I've, I've grown a lot in my management and all of that. And I remember him saying to me, Jane, it's your job to make that person the best they can be. Mm-hmm. So, which I've taken to heart because it is my job. So if I have all of these managers, it's my job to make sure they are the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I try to think about because um, I don't I don't want to always be telling you what to do mm-hmm. or it's about empowerment and mm-hmm. I want you to be the best you can be. Oh yeah, and I feel that. So I have to try to do that. I yeah. think that's a great sentiment though for all bosses around. Like if you have anybody working like underneath you or like you are managing these people. That's actually that. That's your job. Making. Oh my God! I need to like have a talk with my staff. But like that's very like I've never thought of it that yeah. way. Because and I not- hadn't and I hadn't either. But it is as the manager, mm-hmm. as yeah. the person overseeing everything. The person everybody looks it's up to. Your job to try to help them be the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've had examples where I have tried with someone to help them be the best that they can be and put processes in place and um, all of it, and it didn't happen. You can only be as receptive as they're going to be. Right. It can only work as well as as how they're, yeah. Right. But it is my job to make Mm -hmm. them the best that they can be. And if I can't do it, Mm -hmm. then... 
and not a good fit. Yeah. And I think the great thing is, you know, sometimes, I mean, this sometimes you have to realize too, which is hard to know during like a hiring process of like, if you're going to be compatible and work, be mm-hmm. able to work through things. And sometimes it's, you, it's a matter of looking at the position, if they're going to fit the position, but it's less about the relationships in, in the air, like within the other departments or just in general. And it's, it's just really cool that we've been able to kind of hit both, like check multiple of those boxes. I mean, yeah. you and I, you know, we've been through people that yeah, have not been easy mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've worked, tried to work through it. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. This has been really, really deep today. Okay. Favorite part of this podcast, the part that everybody actually looks forward to. Oh, okay. We need... Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, We need your craziest stories, whether Mm -hmm. it's from the winery or from weddings that you've been a part of here or even just like a wedding that you've gone to at a random ass fucking venue in bumfuck Mm -hmm. nowhere. Craziest story ever. Okay. Well, I have one. Um, and it involves Chankaska. Ooh, I like it. Yep. And I think, but this was before you were with us, Cynthia. Okay. okay. Um, but we used to have an event called Uncorked. Yes. Wait, you don't still have that? Mm-mm. No. We haven't since like 2018, 2019. Yeah. God, I like remember so, seeing like pictures of it visually. Yeah. I have a story about Uncorked when you're done. Okay. But it started, I mean, when we started Uncorked, it was a huge deal and we were over in court and we had like um, move in, move out bands. We had three bands. We had all this shit. I mean, it was, it was always a shit show. It was like known for you're going to have it and it's going to be a shit show. Mm -hmm. And Jane's key thing for any, like, Honestly, I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit, but events before Cynthia came on, toot toot, toot yeah. toot, was that you knew that it was going to be a fucking shit show, yep. and then at the end, we you guys would take a shot of Patron. Yep. So I would line up if all if every customer was out, everything was cleaned up, everything was done, we would bring everybody into the tasting room, <laughs> and we would line up the plastic glasses, and we'd we would pour shots of Patron. Oh that sounds amazing. <laughs> and toast to the evening. Because normally it was a complete shit show. So I need to get through it. <laughs> one of my favorite moments. I don't remember what year it was, but it was uncorked. And normally we would be walkie talkied up. Is that yeah, what you call it? Like mic'd up. Mm-hmm. And so I was mic'd up and certain security people were mic'd up and managers were mic'd up and it's toward the end of the night and in my mic I hear, ah, um, um, ah, ah, so, so, ah. That's not uh, worth how you're going with that. (laughs) Um, uh, um, so, uh, like, uh, there's. There's a, there's, there's a lady in the corner of the patio and, and she's, 
peeing like a guy in the corner of the patio. <laughs> oh, damn. It's like, I'm like, what? And There's this like poor, seven people on this. And this poor kid, this poor kid, he is one of our new employees. His name is Jordan. He's like, ah, uh, yeah, uh, um, I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> and so I said, and I said, Alex. So Alex, Flash and Reem, who we called Flash. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Alex, you go to the ladies. I'm going to deal with Jordan. And so Alex went to the corner of the patio with the lady peeing like a guy in the corner of the patio. And I went to Jordan and I was like, hey, Jordan. He's like, uh, I mean, uh, um, I mean, like, I've never seen anything like that in my whole <laughs> life. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> it's like, this is like, okay, well, it's okay. Alex is dealing with it. You go over there. You help them. It's like, oh, okay. He just didn't even <laughs> oh know my what God. to do. <laughs> like, this woman was so drunk and apparently dropped her pants like a guy or opened her pants like a guy. I don't know how it is that like, you pee like a guy. Yeah. How and, she has aim is beyond me. And yeah. peed on also, the patio like by- a guy. What do you mean by aim? Because none of the space that she was going for was correct. She wasn't having any correct aim. I'm like, aim, just don't piss on your pants. Like, yep. Well, uh, pretty much that's what she did. Well, because that's the only yeah. way it goes. Yeah, because we have vagines, and that doesn't work that way. You have to squat as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> we have vaginas, not vagines. That's the censorship we have here. <laughs> I have never so, been able to pee standing up in my life. I have to squat every time. So honestly, that's my best story ever. There's a lot of stories around uncorked, but that's my best one. And I will never forget it in all of my life. <laughs> you know, Yeah. You know what's fun is that, okay, so I don't know if I said this before, but in college, right when I graduated – I worked here at Chankaska as an oh, event. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, That's as right. an event ancillary. The name was Event and Ancillary Staff. And ancillary, yeah. Yeah, ancillary so it was staff. under my predecessor, so the person I took over for. And she was the one managing. And I worked here for a summer while I was in college. And I worked here during Uncorked. Oh, my God, you did? Yes. And so not that year, but I I have worked on Cork before as oh not the manager. And it is a fucking shit show. Like and that's why is, we don't that's why we don't do it anymore. Right. And we you know the thing is is like everyone loves weddings for like the fall time. Yet the fall time is the most unpredictable time because it could be cold, it could be raining, you never know what the fuck is gonna right. be going on. And this was what, September, October we do it it's every always year. Always end of September. Yeah. And so I was working it, and it ended up being rainy, and yep. it was we were I was mic'd up. All of us staff or event staff was mic'd up. You were mic'd up, everyone. And it was probably the time uh, Mary Jane Ulm was. It was a downpour. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And it anyway. was, but it still flabbergasts me to think about all of our spaces that we have, and that court was the place we decided mm-hmm. because. We hardly do anything in court besides ceremonies yeah. now. But my mom's going to hate this because I know she listens <laughs> every week. Honestly, she's one of our biggest fans. I and know, I love her so is. much for it. And I love you, Mom. <laughs> but I'm, I'm outing you right now. Um, <laughs> her and my aunt came. So her sister and her came because 
my aunt Pam was living in in town and she she lives up north now and she lived in Iowa before and um she was living in the Mankato area at the time and they came together because my mom's a wine circle member and has been for quite some years yes we love her for that thank (laughs) you honey and I was working and they came together and got obliterated like yes so drunk and the thing is is i'm sorry mom love you but you have two drinks and you're hammered and oh, so she was the life of the party on her birthday and she had year. three three drinks i love but her she anyway. gave me a hug and kissed me on the cheek <laughs> <laughs> loved it it's great anyway this is two bottles of wine down and chancasca wine hits you a little different than right. usual right and they're two bottles down like e- like they each had a bottle of wine and they're so drunk and my mom's boyfriend at the time came and picked them up because they were so drunk they couldn't walk. And I got my mom – she was puking here. My aunt was falling up the stairs. Like someone – that was another – This Chancaska. is uncorked. Yeah. This is what happens yes. at uncorked. Yes. And a Chancaska employee of like one of my colleagues – or like – staff with other staff members were um like helping her up the stairs and because she couldn't really do it herself my aunt and i saw that someone was helping her and i was like (gasps) i never once told anyone that they were related to me (laughs) (laughs) until now and i literally was like oh it was some guy i can't remember who was working with me but i was like it was a guy and i was like oh i'll I'll help I'll help her like you can go do something else and so like I started helping her didn't tell him that she was my aunt <laughs> got her to the front and we literally passed you like I, me and my mom passed you and I was like we gotta we gotta put this together and I thought it was just, and you probably passed me and didn't even realize that like anything was happening no. that I was actually just trying to like cover up that my mom was fucking hammered <laughs> just puking and I got them to the front and I was like please don't fucking move until chris gets here and they were waiting for him and my aunt kept getting up and i was like i just need you to stop moving i just need you guys to leave like i'm working and they were like so they were the i love you guys but they were the epitome of everyone else that was there (laughs) they're the epitome of uncorked (laughs) you know what um we've all been there yeah oh for sure and it, it it made it what it was like they weren't the only ones and i don't know what was in the juice that we did but like know, everyone but was like that. i mean it's the reason we don't have uncorked anymore <laughs> yeah. i kind of wanted to come back now i mean we might bring back like a concert series kind of like it we'll see Ooh. i've thought about it okay Eventually. i have ideas <laughs> i don't i just want a free ticket to the i will help with the event i just want a free ticket yeah, no, we'll hire you. you can get a free ticket. Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> or yeah. you can work with Christian. Sure. That'd be great because we'll probably need help. Perfect. <laughs> Let me know when it's happening. You can be off by 7 p.m. and then get drunk. <laughs> you don't have to pay me. I just want to come for free. Oh, like There. Perfect. We'll figure it out there. I'll yeah. help solidify the bands. Yeah. I'm good at that. Yeah. There's... We've had, there's some good stories here, but I will say that also that was one of those nights that like sent them packing, got picked up, and that would be fi- finished off the night. And then I've had like the tequila in the tasting room, and I was new and like shy because I was shy, and I remember doing tequila shots before like now. It's just fun to like think back to like being just like the staff member that like took tequila shots, and now where I'm like Jane, it's gonna be one of those. We gotta get tequila shots ready. <laughs> I was wondering, you asked me one night. I don't remember what we were doing. We we're hanging out doing something. And you're like, oh, this weekend's gonna be a tequila shot night, right? And I thought it was, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, and she called Both me off. She's like, you know what? I'm not feeling it. I'm like, oh, okay. 
So there's Boring. only, I mean, honestly, it sucks. I, I need to raise some hell in order to make it a tequila night. Yeah. Honestly, weddings this year have been kind of like that, though. Like, chill. Like, compared to last year and two years ago, I mean, I've had a couple nightmares, but. um, Yeah, after COVID, like, things have taken, like, a weird turn. incline but in a, and in a good way for sales. But there hasn't been as much shit shows where we, like, yeah, fuck, how do we make no it drama. through? We need to have a tequila so shot. We, Thank uh, you. Apparently, we need to have a shit show. Yeah. So let's not put that in the universe because oh why not? You can be part of it. It'd be fun. Okay, shit show at Jen Casket. Yes. Yeah, you're gonna come be with us. I honey. have three weddings this weekend. Um I can't have shit shows this weekend. No, that's fine. It'll no, be it'll next be after year. that. Yeah. Okay, perfect. We'll plan it for next year. It might have to be when it's outside so we have multiple areas. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Invite me over. I will come. I will literally be here. I'm five minutes away. Perfect. Not even. So not that I'm in charge of this. Yes. Um, but thank you guys for having me. Oh, oh my gosh, of course. Thank you for coming. When we started this, this has podcast, been a blessing. We Cynthia and I sat down. We had this entire pl- podcast planned in a matter of like four hours. And the first two people on our list were Jane and Dan. Mm-hmm. So really, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Oh my god. Okay. But we wanted but, you guys on at like the right times. Yeah. We wanted to have a little bit of a following mm-hmm. and make it worth it and actually know what the fuck we were doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you know what the fuck you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm very impressed. And we make it look like we do. And I'm, yeah, thank you. Eventually we'll. very special. Eventually we'll have all microphones. Yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> I think this, I, I don't know, this seems good. <laughs> Seems like For professional. You. Eventually, me and Megan have to be this close yeah. <laughs> to each other um, during the whole episode. That's why we have to like take turns talking because <laughs> um, our very first episode we ever did where we like had a guest on was with Chris. Mm-hmm. And Cynthia and I sat this close to each other the entire episode. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was very intimate. <laughs> then we went and got popcorn afterwards and got kicked out of the movie theater. Oh, yeah, we did. Yep. I love me a good popcorn. You guys are awesome. No, but thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I have been looking forward to having you on, and I just want everyone to to get to know you and see what I do and, like, who I work with for all that, all the above. I love you so much. And Megan, this has been a treat because I don't know, you know, I don't know you as well as I do Cynthia, and you're a gem. Anytime you're hiring, let me know. Okay. Um, No, because I don't want to make Dan mad. No. Um, I will never leave, but it's just nice to be wanted. Yeah. (laughs) You're wanted. (laughs) But Um, you're a sweetheart. No, this was so moving and just like cathartic to the heart. Like Mm -hmm. just kind of like the talk that we needed. Like we're in the middle of wedding season. Like we're almost to the end. And it's just kind of like that like – Hey, you're doing a great job. You can do like, it. Like you can finish this out. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. gonna survive next year. Like that's kind of what like this like talk felt like for me. Like mm-hmm. my I need. That's why I said it. Like I needed this in September. Yeah. Because like, I needed to hear like <laughs> that's so hey, true. Like you're doing a good job because yeah. like that August September range is kind of I I know mm-hmm. you and I have talked about a hundred times, but I'm like that's when both you and I are feeling like holy fuck we're drowning right now. Mm-hmm. Like what's we happening? That, we need that thought of when you felt like you were drowning when someone told you made you feel lesser 
yeah. and be like, yeah, we can do this. We can make it yeah. through. We can get it. Yes, yeah. you can. Yeah. And you guys are amazing and you're young and you're, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm very proud of you both. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. And we have a lot more to look forward to and more to try and juggle when more of life happens for us in the yeah. future too. <laughs> you know, you always will. So yeah. here's yeah. the deal. Like, you have a lot to juggle now, um, and as your life progresses, you will have a lot to juggle then, and more and more and more and more, but that's just what you learn and what you do. That's just and the way the cookie crumbles. That's right. life. Yeah. That's great advice for people planning a wedding, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you just, here's where you start. You're going to have a lot more to plan than that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you get married, and that's all that counts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Right. Cheers. Wait, let's yes, actually cheers. Actually, yes. Okay. Cheers. Three, two, one. Wow. Okay. Now, at the end of every podcast, oh. we call our waiter order. Oh, my God. Words are hard today. What? We call our waiter over, and we ask our cor- check. No. Is there a we're, waiter? We are in the corner of a booth okay. yes. at a restaurant. We're pretending. We're having some drinks. We've been hanging out, talking all night. But now we need to get our check. So we got to call the waiter over. Mm-hmm. And, the, and he or she comes over. And Split we Split it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that response. I thought she was going like, to put it on my tab. Nope. Split it. <laughs> I already bought all this this. shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I saw this come out of my bank account. (laughs) You bought the computer. (laughs) (laughs) And the wine. But we say on three. Was that the wrong answer? (laughs) (laughs) On three, two, one, we say check, please. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Split. Check, please. (laughs) (laughs) Cut it right there. We're done. (laughs) Podcast over. (laughs) 